Okay, welcome to Women Travel, a podcast where I interview women about the places they've been and the things they do did there. Uh, after Christmas and the episode where I talked about Christmas traditions on oh. a global scale, I uh, got really excited about doing more of that. And so we're going to do a Valentine's Day episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's, this is my friend Kat. Kat, I don't know your last name. Lazarga. Okay. It's a long one. It's a, a weird one, but uh, Kat Lazarga. Yep. Okay. Do you have like a Instagram or like a main platform for comedy? Uh, yeah. Instagram's great. It's at Kathy Lazarga. Lasagna. Okay. <laughs> it's perfect. And no one has to remember my long last name and how go. many Z's are in it. So it's good. You took the vibe and you just ran with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely did. Okay. Does it feel like low hanging pasta? Oh my gosh. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> Yay. So uh, I did some research and Valentine's Day is a, going to be roughly a $20 billion industry this year. Oh my gosh. Okay. What are your, I don't know. Let's get a feel for this. What's your, what's your vibe on Valentine's Day? <laughs> I like it, and um, I don't know. I, w- I want to like it. I, I like the idea of it. I like, but I th- um, I'm also kind of one of those like cheesy people that's like every day should be Valentine's Day. Um, but I do love like the color scheme of Valentine's Day. So like the the reds and the pinks and um, the softer like warm tones and stuff. So mm. I like it from from that perspective. And then. Um, I uh, I like a lot of the events that Valentine's Day has to offer. Like I, I work at a brewery, and we are also doing um, a swing dancing Valentine's Day event. Yeah, I saw that. I'm really excited about it, and okay. uh, so I kind of like that the events that Valentine's Day kind of bring, kind of brings. Um, so, do you like swing dancing? Yeah, I do. You do. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I used to do it a lot in high school. <laughs> I've had really good experiences swing dancing, and then one time I had a very bad experience where the guy was like, just lock your arms, and I was like, that's not how you do it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So if you didn't know that, uh, hopefully you learned. If you have a partner who's like, don't do anything and just lock your arms. Yeah, that's not good. That's You can get an idea of how they have sex, and it doesn't sound fun. Oh my gosh, just lock your arms. (laughs) Oh my god. That's sad. (laughs) Well, that's not a partnership, is it? No. Okay, so I started to look in the history of Valentine's Day. Like, where did it come from? Do you yeah. have any guesses? Um, I know that St. Valentine was a saint. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's it. That's all. I don't really know too much about history. Nailed it. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, from NPR, they actually have an article called The Dark History of Valentine's Day. I love those. <laughs> I love, like, dark history of anything. Like, dark history of Hallmark movies or something yeah. like that. It's, like, my favorite thing, because... I don't know. It's, it's still wholesome, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. you can try and make it dark, but it's still sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arnie Seipel, Seipel is the one who wrote it. Okay. Um, I just want to give him accreditation because it's amazingly dry and worth a read. But off the bat, he admits the history is unclear, and it starts off kinky. Um, so the Romans, uh, like, as far back as we know, like, on this particular day, mm-hmm. roughly around February 14th, um, the Romans... Romans would sacrifice a goat and a dog for Lupercalia. I'm going to murder all of these words oh, you're fine. if they're not base English. Then women would line up to be hit by the pelts of these recently de- deceased animals. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And like, I kind of looked into it and it's mostly consensual. Uh-huh. So it's just like a 
pot whipping thing. Oh, with dead animals. Oh my god. Well, uh, well like pelts and leather. I oh, guess. yeah. It, yeah. Sorry. I, I thought, thought they were clarify. like taking the the dead animal body parts and were like throwing it at women. Jesus. <laughs> That's why I was like, why is you, this good? It's a real compliment. Like, oh god, I got a heart. I'm so excited. <laughs> Ooh, I got the fever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the hottest bone. <laughs> Good. Not the the ulna or radius. For some odd reason, I'm just like, that's a sexy bone. Oh, one right here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's two Your of them. wrist one. Yeah. yeah. They're companions. They're companion <laughs> bones. Aw. <laughs> so, yeah, as far as I could tell, it was an example of consensual kinkiness. Okay. Um, which I always appreciate in history, because there's yeah. a lot of non-consensual stuff that happens. Yes. Um, so whenever it seems consensual, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's good. Good, yeah. good job, guys. <laughs> Hit the bar. And then that happens for a long time, blah, blah, blah. And then the Catholic Church... Eh, I'm going to skip that one, because it's boring. There's basically, like... One of the Roman emperors had two people killed, and their names were Valentine, and so the Catholic Church made them martyrs. Oh. Is that who St. Valentine is? Probably. I thought he did more than that. (laughs) I don't know much about Catholicism, so I may be wrong. I don't know anything about Catholicism, and I was Catholic for years. Oh, okay. But I believe martyrdom is sometimes based on whether the Catholics wanted something to sound important for political reasons. Like making a death important to their agenda. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's... A, oh, okay. <laughs> I kind of want to divert. May divert or stay on topic? You okay. choose. Oh, uh, let's divert. Okay. So, <laughs> when Trump came to office... Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> when Trump came to office, I <clears throat> clearly remember having a conversation where I was like, someone's going to murder him. Like, it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you remember, but there were several stories about people trying to break into the White House or, like, you know, where yeah. he's... Yeah. Yeah, I kept up on those. I was like, ooh, someone's going to do it. Ooh! <laughs> and I just expected it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the conversation was about, like, well, if that happens, if he is killed, mm-hmm. he will be martyred. Mm-hmm. And that's so much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether it was worse or not is up for debate, but that's a really interesting thing. Like, when someone is so bad, regardless of whether they're good or bad, it's their power yeah. that defines how people will react to losing them. Yeah, it's it's insane. I used to have a joke uh, right when he... I started comedy right when he uh, was elected, and um, I had a joke, but it was, it was all... I, I don't know, my... my Anyway, here's a joke. I said I voted for him because I have never seen a president get assassinated. And uh, fingers crossed. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, um, my, my cousin said that it was, like, also an internet joke. So she saw oh. it on the internet. And when you do that, you just kind of like, okay, I can't do that anymore. But mm. it was a fun way to gauge audience participation. Because some people would be like, oh, like you voted for him? You jerk. Or some people would be like, yay, you voted for him. And then when I twist it, every, it, like, the whole audience is like, what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you, have you mostly done that in Idaho or? Comedy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I only, I started it here and I, I've been to a couple states doing it, but. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I should probably interview you about that, but. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> uh, so then the Normans, um, which is Northern French people. Yes. Uh, yes. In case I didn't know, so mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta find out in case mm-hmm. someone asked me. Um, 
In the 5th century, the Normans celebrated Galatine, uh, which was a lover of women kind of day. Okay. Yeah, so they would celebrate women. It was in the spring. Yeah. You can piece the parts together. And so this kind of relates to Valentine's because Galatine's sounds the same. Mm-hmm. So the theory is that all of that got rolled into one. Yeah. Slap a box of chocolates on it. <laughs> you got a Hallmark holiday. Great. So that's the history lesson. Do you feel like you learned something? Yeah, I didn't know about Valentine's Day. Okay, cool. But I also knew about it from uh, Parks and Rec, so yes. <laughs> which is very similar. <laughs> um, the day before thanks- uh, Thanksgiving, no. <laughs> the day before Valentine's Day, you, you get together with all your girlfriends and have a, have a Valentine's Day with all your best friends. What is something that is romantic to you that makes you want to do some toe curling? I really like co- like when somebody cooks for me. Okay. Like or when they take a step outside of their comfort zone knowing that they um that I like doing something. So, like for instance, my my boyfriend and I are very um different socially. <laughs> He's very shy, very, not very outgoing, and I like going swing dancing and like uh going to parties and stuff like that. So, when he knows that something means a lot to me um and will come like rollerblading with me, and he doesn't like to do that stuff because he doesn't want to <laughs> go rollerblading. Um, I, th- I I like the sweet gesture of like doing something that I like, even though it makes him uncomfortable a little bit. Cool. And then cooking for me. I just like that too, which is really sweet. I think true romance is being able to eat a whole bunch of chicken wings in front of another person and yeah, feeling like okay about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And getting that chicken lingus on. Yeah. yeah. And getting only one like wet wipe. Like only one wet paper towel that you have to last the entire meal. So you gotta be messy and then just clean up at the end. I'm gonna take it up a notch where you don't clean yourself up at all until the end. Until the end. Like you just layer that on. And the glasses are all gross because your hands are disgusting. So the skin cakes with sauce and the night goes on. Oh my gosh. I hung out with my mom once and we like decided to go get wings together. And Mm -hmm. I think that was just like the best lunch I've ever had because like we know each other. Yeah. And so it was just like barbaric and wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. But it's nice. (laughs) Now, would you like a dozen roses? I like. Flowers. I, li- I like flowers. Um, my boyfriend and I will take turns buying each other flowers. Oh, neat. Um, like um, like potted or just flower heads? Both. Um, um, okay. Usually just flower heads because I'm horrible at keeping plants alive. Bouquets. So Bouquets is what they're oh, called. Oh, flower heads. Yes, just the flower heads. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want any flower bodies. <laughs> That's such a psychopathic thing. Here's a flower Here's head. a flower head. Just it's it like off holding it in your palm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like um, flowers and stuff. Uh, last last um, they, Valentine's Day, actually, I got my um, he my boyfriend used to work at a writing company. Now he freelances, but he, it was his first Valentine's Day since he got sober and had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so I um, bought him all the like cliche cheesy stuff at the grocery store, like the bear with the chocolates and a whole chocolate box and like a bunch of roses and a cute little Valentine's Day card. So I like it like that when you can like. It, I indulge in the cheesiness. Right. But, yeah. I know, yeah. I think that's kind of the fun is, like, where, like, so the frustration when you're single isn't, like, the cynicism. It isn't that, like, mm, no one's there. It's more, like, I want to do something fun for someone else. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So, and that's and you just have to wait. And I also, um, when I was single and I would go out to, like, Valentine's Day events because I would work them a lot, like, at mm. the bar and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was always, I always had this, like, huge expectation of myself where I'm like, I'm going to find somebody tonight. You're going to find the it one. Like, there's, like, yeah. this magic in the air that I was like, 
I'm going to get real cute <laughs> and like someone's going to look at me and I'll start talking to somebody and it never happened. Mm. I felt that way, not on Valentine's <laughs> Day, because I just like have pretty much perpetually been cynical about it and like in a whatever kind of way. Yeah. But um, on New Year's Eve, I find myself doing that every time. Mm-hmm. Every time on New Year's Eve. I have the funniest story about that, actually. Because I didn't have my first New Year's Eve kiss in, in, um, until, uh, not 2020, but 2019 New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one before that, I went to my cousin's New Year's Eve party, and I got extremely drunk. Like, yeah. one of the most drunks I've ever Did been in my life. Cousin? No, no, no. <laughs> I know where that's where it was going. I know that's where it was going. No, but, like, all my cousins were there, and they're, like, very party people, and I don't visit them a lot. It was down in L.A. And um, I was visiting them, and I was, like, they were, like, come to the New Year's Eve party with us. And instead of, like, the family one, because I've always just been to family ones, and, of course, I'm not going to kiss anyone there. Um, of course, thank God. <laughs> um, but so I, I went to this party, and I was, like, I've never had one why don't I just have one with somebody who's not, who doesn't mean anything to me? Just like a fun night. And okay. so I went around and my cousins kept like bringing me dudes like, oh, he's a candidate. Like kind of like I was interviewing oh people. Oh my God. And then I really hit it off with one dude. And New Year's Eve speed date. Kind of, yeah. And be like, they would always come up to me and I would be like, oh, I really like this guy. And my other cousin would be like, no, not him. How about this one? <laughs> it was really fun. Okay. And then uh, eventually I found, I like, I settled on a guy and it was like 25 minutes to midnight and he was like, I'll see you at midnight. And I was like, you got it. And, like trying to be flirty and everything. Super drunk. And then uh, midnight comes in and we count down and then we, I go inside and I see him across the room and we're counting down and then we get to one and then he looks at me and he's, I thought he was going to come up and kiss me. Yeah. And he starts kissing every girl in the room. Like he was everybody's New Year's Eve kiss. Like he was multiple people's. New Year's Eve kiss, and then he finally, and so here was my pitch Ew. for New Year's Eve kisses. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hi, I'm just looking for a kiss. I just want like a fun night to feel special. I'm leaving tomorrow so you don't ever have to see me ever again. Like that yeah. was my pitch, which yeah. seemed great. That's a very, very efficient and yeah, effective like, in LA. <laughs> and so he comes up to me and after giving him that whole like speech of like, it's not going to mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. And I see him kiss every girl in the room and then come up to him and be like, New Year's Eve kiss. And I, would, I just went, I'm not a number. And like ran <laughs> <laughs> and then I threw up in a bunch of bushes instead of having a New Year's Eve kiss. And my my cousin's friend, his roommate, came up to me and he was like also helping me all night. Um, and he was like coming out like my wingman the whole time. And then he he comes up to me he's like, "Do you still want that New Year's Eve kiss?" And I'm like throwing up in a bush like, "No." <laughs> he was like offering, the moment which would have been like a if, it, if this was a romantic comedy, that would have been like the whole thing. But, oh, that would have been so cute. Um, yeah, that was. It's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I guess maybe that's just something weird about me that I find that, ext- like, way more cute. Um, one more thing. Yeah. I totally would have, and this is, I don't know, I, it's a long story as to why I started doing this. Yeah. But I would have probably just been like, okay, go like this with your hand, and then, like, the little Jennifer Lopez from South Park, like, yeah. and then kiss that. <laughs> kiss that. that's going to be way more sanitary. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was... Oh, it was a bad time. <laughs> but I have, uh, when circumstances require, uh, I will kiss a person's hand instead of... Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a weird alter... Like I said, it's a very long story. Yeah. That's why I started doing that. <laughs> but it's adorable, and it makes everyone blush. Aw, that's so cute! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we got off topic, and yeah. that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, flowers are pretty. 
Yes. Uh, not much of a debate there, hopefully. No, I think um, flowers are good. And, cool, um, cool, cool. Um, it's a prehistoric tradition of giving flowers. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really find, like, this was the first flower. Okay? Yeah. Um, it's not a thing. That's not a thing that people track. I feel like a lot um, of species do it, too, though, because, like, birds will make nests that will look pretty, too. Yeah, so. yeah. It's it's something intrinsic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Victorians um, had the best part. Uh because as I was reading online, there's a quote that when showing emotions wasn't allowed. What a great... So they would give flowers? Yeah. Oh, cool. And all of the flowers uh, represented something. So it's called floriography, where uh, a red rose would translate to devotion. Mm. Um, and my favorite was that a yellow carnation could express disdain. <gasps> I know that... <sighs> I love it, but, like, that's so funny. Why a yellow carnation? Also, can you imagine someone, run, someone running out of their Victorian home, like, oh, in a huff, <laughs> and they have to go to the florist because I need to buy a yellow carnation bouquet <laughs> and deliver it to this monster. person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, like, I, I read, a, I remember reading a long, long time ago that, like, different colored roses mean different things. And yep. like, it's fun to look up, but it's all silly, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't really dig into chocolates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to bring this... I'm going to try a new segment. Um, this is only episode seven, so new oh, okay. segment isn't really a thing. But, okay. You ready? Yeah. It's called, Should I Learn in Art School? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I will never, ever find this useful, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I took an art history class for one semester. I yeah. could have taken something like, I don't know, accounting or like yeah. financial intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> something something useful. That. Yeah, something under that spectrum that would have saved my ass several mm-hmm. times. But I didn't. I took an art history class. And uh, so chocolate, everyone loves because it's kind of an aphrodisiac. And actually it hits all of the like happy uh, chemicals in the brain. So it hits oxytocin, dopamine, uh, and serotonin. Hmm. Uh, it also hits, uh, what's the one that you get in turkeys? Um... Oh, the one that makes you sleepy? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I can't remember so, it right now. So eating chocolate, at least on a scientific level, is a little bit... It's like having a very small microdose of cannabis and a small microdose of caffeine, but it's chocolate. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and if I'm wrong, I, I don't want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it would take about two pounds of chocolate to get high uh, in this way. Uh-huh. And so, and I've looked it up, like, because I got the Trader Joe's pound of chocolate for yeah. cooking reasons, and it's a, it's a very large brick, so it's yeah. possible to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like nutmeg where it's going to, like, destroy you in order to get high from it. Yeah. But it might be uncomfortable. Um, it's a lot of chocolate. <laughs> it's a lot of chocolate, and also you'd have to eat it pretty quickly, like, uncomfortably yeah. fast. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't recommend, like, I'm not going to try <laughs> it, I guess. <laughs> I'll just wait until they legalize it here. Um, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> a artist in the 90s, Janine Antony, she's a performance artist. I love performance artists. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, okay, so, you know, there's stand-up comedy, which is technically a form of performance mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of, like, bad things in between. Yes. But just, like, no one pays attention to. And then there's performance art. Like, yeah. that's the kind of spectrum yeah. of what it can be. Um, like, there's the one guy who, like, shaved his head on stage. Oh, Chris Sundberg. I love him so much. Yes. Yeah. He is more in that performance art, mm-hmm. but because he's on a comedy stage, 
he's taken his comedy. Yeah, it's it's really ah, I love him so much. Yeah. But there's so many what he does. There's so many callbacks to mm-hmm. what a performance artist would do. Yeah, because um, he's very straight faced about it. Mm-hmm. So what this person did uh, is she made six hundred a six hundred pound block of chocolate, and the the art was titled Gnaw, like G N A W. Okay, and she gnawed off parts of it, like around the top. Yeah. So you can see, like, the teeth marks, and that looks oh, wow. gritty, yeah. And she, I, I, in my head, I thought she ate the chocolate, like, yeah. the first time I heard about this. So when I revisited it, I found out that she actually spit out that chocolate. Okay. And then used it uh, to, you know, like, the pla- so when you get a, a Valentine's Day heart. Yeah. There's a plastic thingy that holds the chocolates. Yeah. Uh, she molded the spittle-filled chocolate into those chocolate tray thingies. Okay. And then put them in Valentine's Day boxes. Oh But my there God. was no chocolates in them. It They're... was just the chocolate frame made of chocolate. Yeah, you could. That could say a lot. That could say a lot of things. <laughs> what? Yeah. What is that? What does that say to you? What does that say I don't know, but if I were to get that as a gift, I'd be like, rad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's cool. I, wait, even if you knew that it had, like, was spit, was a required I wouldn't component? eat it. Oh, okay, um, okay. I would be like, cool. <laughs> That's, the, that's pretty metal. That's pretty metal. <laughs> and I think, I, I don't know, I'm also just a huge fan of anybody who takes, like, ordinary things like that and, like, kind of just extraordinarily does it, something weird with it. Um, and there's, and that's why I like Hallmark kind of like stupid little holidays kind of like this, because mm-hmm. you could do a lot with it and you could also take it to like a weird extreme that's like super weird and extraordinary and like that spit be. up chocolate. Why is that not like a travel channel thing? It's just like the weirdest tal- like Valentine's Day efforts. That should be, yeah. uh, because I'm sure you could find a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it'd be like a TLC show for yeah, sure. Totally. Especially because then they'd be able to add money to it. So it's like, we'll make that wild-ass dream come true. Yeah, for sure. It's like, why not? Okay. What do you want to do that's weird? Awesome. (laughs) Great. So long as it's wholesome and weird. Yes. That's that's what I would like to see. I'm on that wholesome train hard. Yeah, I I like more wholesome things for sure. Um, Because I don't like to fuel my anger. (laughs) So if I can help it, I would definitely uh, pick nicer things to focus on like wholesome things so art history and math actually have a lot in common so uh-huh. and the reason is because you never get why yeah <laughs> that's that's oh, gotta like, be my whole issue with that yeah like when I, i've been watching crime procedural dramas re- recently and like my favorite part is when the killer explains why they did it yeah because i don't want to i don't want to like like I, I just don't like it when people are like because I'm like, no, tell me why. <laughs> tell me why. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> okay, and then um, I guess to give you a bow on top of that story. Yeah. Uh, another artist in 2005, Emily Katrinik, Katrinsik, uh ate the wall. You know, a wall. A full, like, she- not a chocolate wall? No. Like a full wall? Was a okay. Wall. Okay, was a just making wall. sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there okay. There's a gallery in New York, um, and apparently the wall separated, like, the gallery from the gallery owner's bedroom. And she was like, you know what would be cool? Is if I ate that wall. Is <laughs> <laughs> if we could see through that wall. But 
through not just a hole, a hole that Bama I might eat that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like the article made a couple of jokes about like her diet. Yeah. And she was uh, like, it's what? keto still, so it's good for her. <laughs> One of the interview statements from her was that like, well, I'm really broke, so it's saving me money on groceries. Yeah. Let me tell you. Um, um, I'm gonna, I've never had an impulse. I've been very, very broke. But yeah. I've never had an impulse to eat, an, eat a wall. Have you? No. Um, even on um, an irregular, and some might call it a legal diet. Yeah, I didn't have an impulse to eat a wall. No, I have never had an impulse to eat a wall. I'm, try- I'm just going through my whole history. Nope, never. <laughs> ever. I could, I'm, I'm glad very you checked. Definitely, yeah. I'm glad I thought about it. it very hard and deeply, and I have never ha- wanted to eat a wall. Okay. I'm glad you checked the backlogs there. I'm um, not going to say, though, that I will never want to eat a wall. <laughs> I don't know I what like my life that. is going to be in ten years. I respect that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they'll start making walls. Maybe I'll be so broke I need to eat a wall. <laughs> well, maybe it's like a science thing. Um, because a lot of science space movies, yeah. they have um, some sort of like, you take a pill and then you eat just that and that's all your food. And maybe it'll be something like that where like the material used for a wall will be somewhat edible. Yeah. So in desperate circumstances, you could eat the house maybe wait wait what if there's a ginger component to those walls now we're just dipping into hansel and gretel yeah, kind of just, <laughs> i couldn't help myself oh no i like it <laughs> um, okay so we went through flowers went yes. through chocolates yes what do you think is next like bears, those like big bears that people get. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nailed seriously? it! It's cards. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I was like, really? I got it. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Like the stuffed animals. I um, yeah. I, I don't know. Kill the bear stuff. <laughs> I guess. Do you have anything that you want to share about stuffed animals on Valentine's Day? You could make this up and sound like and make it sound like facts if you wanted to. Uh, yeah. If you give that to somebody and they don't, you guys don't stay together. Just give it to your dog and he'll tear it up for you. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. I was it's a life hack. <laughs> uh, got a you know at uh, the Panda Express they have the little bears with a fortune cookie. Not all, yeah, but sometimes yeah. they have those. Uh, I did, on, like, a second date, get a bear from someone. I do not currently own that bear anymore. (laughs) I am so, like, stumped all the time, like, what to do with, um, exes stuff. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I have uh, have two exes, and, uh, one, we are still friends, very good person, we just broke up because of circumstances in, li- in life and the other one uh opposite total piece of garbage <laughs> uh, shit for brains boy like, okay. oh sorry i don't know if i can crush but um, i have so. okay cool yeah um and yeah it just and i have like a box for each person and like one holds like nice memories of like all the like a good person still like maybe the the romantic part of it is gone but like it's nice memories that i like to hold on to okay. um and then the other one is just like, how is the best way I can destroy this stuff mm-hmm. or sell it for profit? <laughs> Do you still have the, the second box? Yes. Okay. Um, most of it's gone, but a lot of, it's not for like sentiment, like it's not for a reason that I'm like, I just have a hard time getting rid of it. It's like in my car that I just, I haven't done anything because I, I don't want to think about it. And I'm just like, I forget. 
I like that you said sell it because it feels very wasteful to get rid of things like that. Yeah. Like if I could have given it to like a little kid or like mm-hmm. maybe a niece or nephew or something. Yeah. I often donate the things. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what I ended up doing probably. I did sell a couple of things. <laughs> I was like, oh, hmm. Nice. Like a record that was like a, a first print um, that I just happened to be in possession of. Um, that makes me a hundred percent suspicious. Let's move me. on. <laughs> I won't say which or what or who I sold it to. <laughs> and deny everything. Yes, of course. Okay. Um, so there was, uh, back in the medieval ages, that's mm-hmm. when the cards started happening. They were handwritten. Um, oh. and I bet they were very like a yeah. and impossible to read. Um, I love cards. You love cards. I love cards so much. I love, uh, I do this weird thing where I'll go into like coffee shops or any shop that has like those little kiosks full of like card things. Mm -hmm. I'll go through them and I'll find a couple that are like generic, like birthday ones or like blank on the inside that are just cute on the outside or something. Mm -hmm. And I will just like get a bunch of them and then um, just slowly give them out to people if I feel like writing a card to somebody. It's like the wholesome thing. Like, I just feel like being nice right now or like telling somebody how much I appreciate them. So I'll write a card and then I'll give it to them. And I started this last year where every month they write, I like pick somebody who I just appreciate or did something maybe nice for me and I write them a card and I send it to them and I do it every month. And so I'm doing it again this year. How? Okay. This is a question that has arisen in my life yeah. that I just haven't achieved an answer to. How do you ask someone's address in a non-creepy way? Okay. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Um, um, I just ask. I don't know. Um, Damn. I never uh, thought of that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could say, you could preface it by being like, not creepy. What's your address? <laughs> that makes it bad. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I struggle with not being, I don't care if people think I'm creepy because that's fun. Um, but I struggle with, uh, people like, um, I don't want people to know it's coming. Yeah. Um, I love giving gifts and I love when people are surprised. So I don't want to be like, what's your address? And then they're like, oh, I know what they're going to (laughs) do. Something like that. So I try and like, if I see the person, I try and like leave it in a little book for them or like put it in their bag or something. (gasps) Okay. Um, so you take the you take the post office right out of that equation if you can. Or I can or I ask somebody else. Um, okay. Or I, I like I always save if somebody sends me their address and I go over to their house, uh, I'll always save it for them so that so they have it. <laughs> okay. Well, I look forward to getting a letter someday. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So did you have a Valentine's Day box like any memorable little? mailboxes or something like that. I did. In elementary school, we would, um, you make Valentine's Day cards for the whole class. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, I've has always been like a very artsy, like craftsy kid. And so I would stay up all and you can decorate your box however you want. So I made a box that looked like, um, Snoopy. Oh <laughs> I was like, oh God, should I stop talking? <laughs> the screen went dark. Um, I, so I made a box that looked like uh, Snoopy's house, and then I made a Snoopy to lay on top of it, and then I made a Woodstock oh, to be right so next to smart. it. And then the uh, like people can like drop their things mm-hmm. in, the, in the house, and like everyone had a box like that. And I took so much pride in like making just one that I really liked and stuff. Um, and then I kind of got the label of being like the artsy kid, and um, everyone hated me because I would always win best box. And like like the that sounds weird. I would always win best box, uh, but I, yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, they we, we would all vote on, like, oh, like, the most creative um, Valentine's Day box or something like that. So yeah. I kept that for a long time, and then when I finally moved, um, I, I lost it in the, the rubble. Um, lost in the fire. Lost in the fire, yeah. yeah. But I, I always remember that. I do that a lot, <laughs> just, like, creating boxes and stuff, and um, I still buy those little card things that, like... You can, like, those Spider-Man ones or whatever that you can get at the dollar store, and I'll write that on to I people. was actually thinking about doing that for my coworkers this year. Oh, really? I hope they don't, they don't, I hope they don't listen to this, but, <laughs> like, I, don't listen to my I shamelessly plugged my podcast, because mm-hmm. uh, there was, like, a work thing, and it was like, hey, say hello to Morgan, yeah. and, sh- and I, like, got to write my own bio, so I was like, well, gonna <laughs> get some viewers out of this. I... Love and hate to do... Oh, yeah, viewers, listeners. Um, (laughs) I love and hate to uh, tell people about, like, shamelessly plug myself if I'm doing stuff. Um, I've kind of gotten over it because it's either, like, shamelessly plug or learn how to do Twitter. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think I can learn how to do Twitter. I hate... I have have done this, like, I think six times now where I have downloaded and started a Twitter and then taken it off. This is... I'm probably at the second or third Twitter that Mm -hmm. I've tried. And I don't care. Like, it's... Like, that's the the wall, I guess. It's mm-hmm. like, I am getting nothing from this. Yeah. That's and why, like, Instagram is my, is my, yeah. um, I also, as a, as a comedian, I feel like I write, I spend so much time writing jokes for Twitter that just are, like, it's, like, free content for people, essentially. Yes. So I'd rather do it visually, like, on Instagram, because that's where I'm better at it. And Twitter's just kind of creepy, and I don't like knowing how to work it. I feel like it's all advertisement and mm-hmm. everything, so I'm not going to try too hard. Yeah. I always, uh, the last two times I have started my Twitter, though, it was to try and live tweet WWE WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, we <laughs> revisit that. <laughs> two things I want to clarify. One, my Twitter handers went Women Travel Podcast. Okay. <laughs> At Women Travel Podcast, you can follow it. You'll get no content. Yeah, but it's there. But he's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other one is like there was not a fire in your past, was there? It was just a what like, a fire. Because I said the phrase "in the fire," like it got lost in the fire, as if that it no, had I haven't. No, I haven't had a fire in my past. Yeah. I was like a fire. I was Ooh. like, it's just like a euphemism for the past, but I don't think. No, yeah, it's I. The um, world has not accepted that euphemism. <laughs> no, it's cool. I have a bunch of things that I'm like, these are sayings, right? And people are like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm like what? Um, so just. No, yeah, I no, I've never had a fire uh, okay. destroy my. <laughs> no, oh. time does that. Anyway. Yes, time itself is is my fire. <laughs> Where do you work? Uh, that's a good question. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, that's all I wanted to know. If I, if I could ask a good question. <laughs> hey there, it's your fashion feminista with the travel show. And I wanted to acknowledge that this is a super long show. And that's because in the second half, we get into the politics of being a comedian and some of Kat's frustrations there. So I hope you're enjoying it, and I'm sorry that it's run so long, but we had a lot of great stories to share. This week, I want to make a shout out to Patrick and Jacob, who are both sponsors on my Patreon account. If you'd like to sponsor me, go to patreon.com slash women travel. Women is spelled with a Y. And that's it for me. I'll see you again in two weeks when I talk about project results and interview Georgia Siqueiros, who recently returned from Washington, D.C. Uh, and, okay, why are you live tweeting WWE? Um, my good friend, um, a lot of my friends, actually, I, I just, like, slowly realized that, um, I listen to the Genuine Russell Boys podcast, mm-hmm. which is a local one, and, um, my friend, uh, Katie is, um, they're, she's actually engaged to, um, one of the guys who runs the Genuine Russell Boys, um, podcast, and, 
Uh, it's just like really cool people <laughs> um, um, talking about wrestling. And I started listening to it, and then I told uh, my friend Katie, and they were like, um, oh, we're doing WrestleMania if you want to come over and meet them and, like, hang out and watch WrestleMania. Um, I was like, for sure. <laughs> and so uh, I was doing it, and uh, I kept, like, I was sitting watching, and I didn't really know anybody. Uh, and uh, I'm talking, and then, like, every time something happened, I would kind of say something, and people would laugh at it. And I'm like, maybe I should be live-tweeting this. And someone was like, that's a good idea. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> I, made a I made a Twitter for myself. And then immediately after, I was like, I'm not going to use this. And I deleted it. And then the next WrestleMania happened. Mm. And this was in, like, I think, this was, a, this was last year. And um, I was just watching it with some other friends. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to live tweet this again. <laughs> of course, I'm, I, of course I'm a new Twitter user. And I don't have, I'm following, like, 99 people already because it just follows people for yeah. you. And just tweeting out all these things to no one because no one's following me yet because I just made a Twitter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those are the last two times I have had a Twitter. All right. Nice. Do you have one currently? You want to nope. plug it? All right. <laughs> nope, I do not. We can do whatever we want on this platform. It's fun. <laughs> Back to Valentine's boxes. I yes. never had, like, a cohesive one, and so they were all not great. Oh, no. But, like, so, you know, when you put a ton of effort into something, and mm-hmm. then it doesn't work? Yes. Yep. Yep. That was that. Do you have a favorite Valentine that you gave out? Like a Valentine card or present or something like that? Not that I can remember. I wrote my high school boyfriend a song once. Whoa. Um, it was like a cute little ukulele song. Uh, and I took him to a park where we had like our like one of our first couple of dates. And I sang it to him in the park. And it was really awkward. <laughs> I think that was probably one of my favorite. My current boyfriend's really good at giving gifts. Uh, he is uh, very sweet. We, I don't know, I can't remember really what we did last Valentine's Day. Um, we basically just kind of recreated our first date, which is like we were drove around and then we um, played pool at our favorite pool hall and like mm-hmm. saw a movie and stuff. It was really cute. Yeah, I, I came home and he had like, because um, I worked, and then I came home and he had cooked me dinner. Um, and I remember like it was like a really horrible day at work because there was this couple and they kept making out at the bar top and I was like, can you guys not? <laughs> they were just like kind of like drunk and I had to cut them off and like tell them to leave. And I was just, I don't know why, it just made me so miserable. And I was, I was just, I came home and was like pissed off and uh, he had like cleaned the kitchen and made me food and just was like, let's eat and like hang out and watch stupid like YouTube videos. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like uh, that's was really it. sweet. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's probably my favorite. That's the first one that came into my mind. Have you ever had a favorite Valentine's Day gift? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. The reason I asked that, and this is so silly, yeah. but the reason I asked that was because I wanted to share with you my favorite Valentine's Day card that I gave to someone. Oh, okay. Do you want me to ask you that question? <laughs> you can. Have you ever had a favorite Valentine's gift you gave to someone? <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. Let's go for a third on that one. Okay, cool. Uh, Have you ever had a favorite Valentine's Day card you've given to someone? Yes. Okay. And it said, your dick game is on point. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And it was... Straight to the point. Yeah. No, so it was like this art gallery we went to, um, Mm -hmm. because he did, uh, he did art, like made art, but it was... um, that really hard industrial German art was, like, the oh, thing yeah. he likes. I don't remember the overarching term for it, but that's, like, his 
niche, like something he was really drawn to. Yeah. And I'm struggling over here because I like fleur de lis and antique things with flowers and um, way more wiggly stuff. Yeah. Baroque. I like Baroque. Yeah. Um, and so I'm struggling to like respect what he loves, obviously. Yeah. Um, at this art show that he has made something for. Yeah. Uh, so that was hard. But I think I did well. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's like an area off to the side with like snacks and that kind of stuff. And it was yeah. Valentine's Day, so they had little bits of construction paper and oh markers and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so he actually made something pretty sweet that was like, hey, oh, I, oh it was the Simpsons one, like the I choo choo choose you. And oh. he drew, drew a train and everything. Yeah. Um, and so I gave, so like we traded cards and, um, he read his and his face is just like be red and we're in public <laughs> and he, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. That's great. That's good. And the handmade cards like that are always my favorite. I really liked it that there was a thing. Um, I, it was one of those things where no one was doing it mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, and then a whole bunch of other people started doing it. Yeah. Like, so I felt good that I was able to, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was able to like really embarrass someone. Yeah. And then also, so yeah, get other started people trying. involved. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cute. <laughs> I, uh, I used to like do a lot of watercolor as, uh, one I think I did was, um, I did a, a uh, my high school boyfriend was very into Breaking Bad, and I did not like Breaking Bad. Yeah. So I drew him a Breaking Bad thing, and I said, I don't know anything about this show, but I love you, or something like that. <laughs> it's just like, here you go, this is something you like. I would have drawn up a bunch of squares and been like, this is, you like math. <laughs> it's the math part of that show you like, right? It's just making this sure. This is what math looks like, I know. I he tried to show me that show, so he's like, let's watch this episode together. And it was, like, an episode where, I don't know if, have you seen Breaking Bad? Am I going to no, spoil anything? No, spoil everything. Okay, cool. I, I don't know it. too much about it, but. Well, I watched, like, the first few episodes. The first few episodes, yeah. And, like, I've that's how I know that meth is just, like, a big, it's a crystal, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And so I, he showed me this one episode, and he wasn't really thinking about what episode it was, but it was, like, this episode where they kill a kid because they wit- he this kid like witnessed something so like this this guy kills a kid and I was like what are you showing me when this is like and the whole and it, the whole episode was also like a train heist thing where they were stealing something from a train so it was incredibly anxiety inducing and then a huge relief because they pulled it off and then this kid is just like had witnessed the whole thing accidentally and so they just shoot this one guy just shoots the kid and I'm like what are you showing me and then the other episode I saw of Breaking Bad was... You watched another. Oh, yeah. I, I came down, my brother was watching it, and I, he was like, oh, Breaking Bad. And I was like, huh. And I kind of just, like, sat there, and I was watching sure. it, too. And then all of a sudden, this guy, I think his name was, like, Gus, just, like, grabs him by behind and, like, slits his throat open and then holds him while he dies in front of, like, the two main characters. And I'm just like, what is this show? I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. And then, like, I know With that the unnecessary have... levels of angst and violence, like, the... Precisely yeah, exactly. the word unnecessary mm-hmm. is what always gets to me. I, d- I can't I can't handle it. It's too intense. My uh, one of my very good friends, uh, Brianna, loves that show, mm. and she's been trying to get me to watch it for so long. And then I went on a couple dates with a guy, and he was like, "That's my favorite. T- it's my favorite TV show." And I was like, oh, "Okay, we can watch it." And that's when I was like, "I." That was like the third time I'd watched the opening, like couple Why episodes. Uh, guys, <laughs> and she was so mad at me. She's like, "You only get into that show when guys are interested in it." you're interested in the guys and I'm like eh kind of but they never last 
They're enough. Oh my god, a very small dog. Yes. That dog is so small. Yes, it is. Okay, sorry, I love that dog. Uh, it has a sweater that I knit it. I knitted a pink sweater that's shaped like a heart. Oh my god, you're gonna die, aren't I'm you? I'm gonna die! <laughs> um, I got bored in December and I was like, well, I don't have a job, but I do have yarn. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could... Could I loop something into this? Hell yeah. So we talk a lot about romantic relationships, but um, one of the things that I've been very into this past like year and the one that I want to be into like more this year too is like friend love and like friend relationships that is okay. that you can cultivate and stuff. And um, So we kind of tapped into like the Galentines with Parks mm-hmm. and Rec, so you want to keep amplifying that? Yeah, because the, the dog kind of reminded me of... Um, I have uh, two friends, uh, Cody and Montana. They're both comedians, and like um, uh, Cody I work with, and he's like one of my best friends. Montana, uh, I oh, love Oh, Montana's himself. a human. Okay. Montana Burke, yeah. He's, okay. he's an amazing person. Uh, but we have this, um, this group chat between us three... Um, on, uh, we used to have it on Twitter, but we, most of us don't use Twitter anymore. Or at least I don't, so they could be still using it, but, uh, Instagram and then Facebook, uh, Messenger. Mm -hmm. And so we have a group on all three of those platforms that we set, we use to send, um, dog content to. Because we all love dogs so much. Okay. That we send each other, like, we'll be on social media and, like, a cute dog video will pop up and we'll send it to each other. And, um... I love that. We'll send, like, pictures of dogs we meet, and, like, we went to a dog birthday party once. Like, it's, uh, um, it's really, it's really cute, and uh, I was talking to them about it, like, I bought it on our first year, it's been going on for two years, <laughs> so our first year anniversary, I bought them both, uh, sock, we all had matching socks mm-hmm. that says people I'd like to meet dogs, and then it just had a bunch of dogs on it, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, it's our, like, one year anniversary, it was just, like, it's really sweet, and, like, yeah. it, throughout it all, it's, it's, like, something that's oddly helped me, and I feel, like, very close to these two people, um, that it's just, I don't know, it's, like, a really pure, like, friendship love <laughs> that I, I really enjoy, and it's, um, there are, like, more things like that that, I don't know, are really, um, important to me. <laughs> and I think that's a really good point is, um, t- to me it's a red flag if someone doesn't have friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, so, I mean, I can't be a hypocrite and not make friends, <laughs> um, even if I'm new to an area, and so I've put, uh, a lot of effort into, like, trying to reach out to, and just talk to strangers. Yeah. Like you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, trying to establish those things, because it is so much more important to have friends and people who will, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, we've kind of talked about that and there's an obvious theme that like relationships like romantic sense come and go exactly they have their time mm-hmm. um and sometimes they're bigger timelines sometimes they're smaller but like there's no i guess guarantee or like there's less of that yeah whereas with friendships they can come back and forth they have that elasticity to yes it. That's, that's a good way of, that's a really good way of putting it yeah it's it's friendships are um what get you through romantic relationships yeah, yeah. um and uh i um of my re- romantic relationships the ones where i'm almost better friends than like romantic partners with the person are the ones that work the best yeah um when like we can trust each other to be friends first and then kind of partners second yeah um that's which how is you nice get to, that's how you get to eating wings together yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think those are, like, that should be the goal, or at least it is for mm-hmm. me. Um, but I like that. I like that you touch on how important that relation, those friendships yeah. are, 
And I agree. I, I love uh, being a friend to people. I love friendship. <laughs> like it's like my favorite thing That's in the so whole cute. world. Because so <laughs> I don't know. It's um, like your friends are uh, being a good friend and being like kind to people and like helping people is probably the most important thing to me. Because um, uh, I don't know. I treat like it's, it's like a bigger way of saying treat other people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And so when I can make somebody happy, just like to be genuine and like a good friend, it's like really nice. <laughs> if I may, yeah, uh, I want to extend that. And I know I talk about work quite a bit because it's a new thing for me. Yeah, especially where I'm working, and you'll never know. Yes, <laughs> um, but uh, that was something going into it where I have had several jobs where um, I wasn't aware of how I was speaking to other people. Like, mm-hmm. I was very just like, this is the job, and you do the work, and then you go home, mm-hmm. and, um, and then I do the stuff that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And instead of that, I decided intentionally to bring a much more open and friendly attitude. Mm-hmm. And I'm not... So I sit right in the middle between, like, introvert and extrovert. Yes, I, I, me too. <laughs> so I can talk to people, but it, like, it does have a toll that it takes. Yeah. And I'm trying to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's, that's why I used to do what I did was so that I didn't have to, like, push myself too much. Yeah. Um, and so now I will talk to people and I will be friendly and I will push myself in that way because yeah. it makes, like, a very distinct difference in how people are treating me at work. Yeah. Because they think I'm friendly. Yeah. And they think I'm kind. And it's like, okay, I I will push myself to live up to that now. Yeah. Because it's... this is a positive standard mm-hmm. and, like, a, a positive feedback loop. Yeah, that's... That's really important, too. Like, um, like you said, you sit between introvert and extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm genuinely an introvert, but I can be an extrovert. I just need to recharge. Like, I need yes. to go home, and I need to be by myself, and I need to, like, um, uh, know how to spend it, when to spend it, and when I'm burnt. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I, like, living up to that expectation is great. I also... Um, decided a long time ago... My dad used to tell me, don't wear your heart out on your sleeve. And I kind of started to be like, why not? (laughs) So I, like, when I am feeling, um, like, genuine feelings of, like, I'm sad or something like that, and people ask me how I am, I tell them the truth. (laughs) So, like, um, I like to live up to that, too. Yeah. Mm. And with, like, people, like, um, I'm going to talk about comedy a lot because it's just what I know, but um, in the comedy scene, um, I've had friends that, like, I'll be... (laughs) They'll ask me how I am, and I'll just start crying. <laughs> I'll just be like, not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like uh, presenting yourself as, like, a kind person is um, is, is amazing, but also I've, I've been really um, loving presenting myself as, like, an honest person, too. Like, yeah. in the same way that, like, so that now people, like, trust my judgment and um, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. And i kind of also playing on that. Um, one of my good friends in comedy, she... We've been just talking about, uh, there's kind of a boys club, to be uh, fair. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's an unfair world that we live in where dick jokes get further laughs than vagina jokes. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And, like, when I step <laughs> Sorry, on... That's... No, it's, it's true. It's so true, and it's so sad. Uh, but, like, you know, when a guy steps on stage, he's gonna have a way easier time getting people on his side than when I step on stage and I really? start talking. Oh, yeah. Um... Sometimes I have a, I struggle with like audience. I have to read an audience better because I can't just get up there and be like, um, "Stop telling me to smile more," because <laughs> people will get offended. And um, 
it's 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 uh, you have to approach it very weirdly and like the the good news is that I'll get better quicker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like for a guy, it's just going to be audience. way easier. Yeah. Okay. So I was talking to my friend about this and, um, one of my guy friends said something very disturbing that I was just like, I don't like this. And then like, I had to, I kind of was like talking to him about it and he just said I was being sensitive or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, eventually you will realize that you just have to be like, they're just going to think you're a bitch and mean and you're just going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Because, like, they're not going to see that any... Even if you try and explain it. And so, I think presenting yourself as, like, kind and understanding and, like, supportive and, like, as a good friend is just as important as presenting yourself as, like, someone who's not going to take your shit. <laughs> and that's that's what I've been struggling with lately because I feel like I love that so much. And then um, people kind of started stepping all over me. Uh, mm. Especially with, like, bumping me from shows or, like taking guest spots and not saying sorry or being like like I had some guy take a guest spot from me because it was his birthday and he just wanted it and I was like yeah but I asked a week in advance and you knew when your birthday was and it was an yeah. important show for me it was like an important guest spot because I like the headliner and stuff yeah and I still think about that and how angry that makes me and um mainly just about how angry I was for not saying no right and for him to just think that he could take it because I'm nice <laughs> So, I don't know. That's That was a whole tangent of just, like, struggles that I've been going through re- recently, but... Yeah. Um, no, I Because I, I want to be nice, but I don't want to be stepped on, which is, like, I don't know. Yeah, I get <laughs> that, um, and I think that's really important. I hope that listeners, you know, gain that uh, perspective. Yeah. Because I think, especially with women in comedy, they don't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, the stereotypes, for better or worse, don't even get into that level of the behind-the-scenes. Yeah. Um... But I have heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what my perspective is that I have an, uh, a habit of being kind of intense. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying yes isn't like yes I know and I agree. No, <laughs> I I'm witnessed just, this. I I, um, I I I love intense people. I'm I get very intense when I get emotional too. So yeah. Or mm-hmm. if I'm just focused, or if um, mm-hmm. I'm just more in the the mind. Yeah. And you know, speaking with the heart, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that has scared a lot of people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's why it's, like, almost the opposite, where, like, I know how to use that that force. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, especially when I was doing film, um, I did have that reputation of being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I would get, like, moody and angry, and I would be like, no, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this achieved. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that ended up getting me burned because I was very young and inexperienced and didn't accept feedback, like, at all. Oh, okay. And so I wasn't open to uh, alternative ideas that would improve what I was working on. Yeah. I would just, like, be too stubborn pretty much. So there's that balance of like, now I'm trying to be more open and creative. Mm -hmm. And like, if I do have a solution, then I still present it, but I'm less reactive and like less likely to immediately jump to like hard line. That's growth. That's awesome. I love that. Like (laughs) that's, I've also been like that where, um, and when in like the service industry, if something like, if it's like really busy, Mm -hmm. I go into a mode of like, do this, do that, yes. and, like, Almost blah, 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 and, like, tunnel kind vision, of, kind yes. of, yeah. And so, recently, actually, I was working with Cody, and we're, like, great friends, and we've never gotten into, like, a, I don't know, like, I mean, we've had an argument, not, I don't know, we've had things where we've had to bring it up to people, each other, that may sure. not be, like, easy, 
It's like that harder communication. Yeah, kind but of stuff. I feel like that w- that's what defines a good friendship is mm-hmm. when you can bring that up to somebody and they're like, oh, okay, and they take it and they like respect it and they talk they like conversate back to you rather than just getting aggressive we were working together something happened with like a tab where we didn't know what happened and i was like what happened with this did you do this and he's like no i didn't i was like oh no you did this blah 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 like i kind of just like was explaining what happened yeah and then we went back into um finishing the rush and then when the rush was over he brought it up he's like you seem mad at that moment when you brought that up. And I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just, like, talking because it, it was busy and I just needed to get yeah. this done. Yeah. And then I felt really bad because I was like, I don't want that to be how I come off. And That makes me think of, like, a social conditioning. Like, you're used to this kind of, like, friendly bubbliness. And so when it changes, yes, it is confusing for people. And, like, that's also something to, I don't know, it's a mess. Oh, you know, I, that, and that's what it is with the, um, like, coming off super nice and, like, I can be walked on or like I'm understanding to a point where they will take advantage of it Mm -hmm. um and then having to be like no and stand my ground um because that's been happening a lot and Mm -hmm. I'm just like sorry you're not getting what you want but do you you want me to hang out and just stand by you and intimidate people (laughs) I love that actually that's one of my favorite like um like I won't say anything unless you want me to I'll just be there oh it's okay it's it's fine I love um (laughs) one of my favorite sayings is uh 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 like strong men run when uh kind people go to war or something like that something like yeah yeah that's basically like is it okay (laughs) where it's like um uh the people who are like i had my like the theater teacher in high school was very much like that he was very like calm and compassionate and like Mm -hmm. nice but when he got mad people were scared yeah. Like, the the bad kids were scared. Yeah. And that's how I've always wanted to be, where it's like, oh, like, that's really cool and everything like that. And then she's like, oh, she's mad. <laughs> Don't yeah. mess with her. Um, and that, because, like, th- then it just means so much more. Mm-hmm. I've given up on the attitude of chill. I will mm-hmm. never be chill, unfortunately. I hate when people tell me, be chill or it's okay. I'm like, it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. And, and that's it. It's like, chill is just one of those words where I'm just like, you know what? That's not me. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that's fine. That's totally good. Person. Um, also, going back to the intimidating thing, <laughs> yeah. uh, I I love so my, two of my coworkers. One being Cody, the other one being Eric. Very similar people. They're both tall, bearded men, mm-hmm. big like in the the craft beer industry. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> they look they look the part. They look the part. Yeah. yeah. And I'm this like five foot two like small girl that like dudes will come in and try and like be mean to whoa um, and like okay. recently we had to cut this guy off because he he would constantly come in be drunk and heckle people during our comedy shows mm-hmm. so um i put in like basically like a request to be like i feel like we should 86 this person mm-hmm. or at least just not serve him mm-hmm. and he can come in and if he continues to be a jerk even without the the drinks we should just 86 him in mm-hmm. total and everyone was behind me on it they were like we trust you do it and so next time he came in all my coworkers were there and I was super nervous because he was a very angry person like he's sure. not a great person so being told that you are now you can't be served alcohol because you are not trusted yeah <laughs> would definitely anger somebody and I told my bosses and I told Eric and Cody and they all said like were like do you want me to tell him mm-hmm. and I knew that if I wanted to be kind of like respected I was like oh it was my decision I'm the one who had the recent interaction with him yes. I have to tell him even though it scared the shit out of me. So, totally. like, I like, I, I'm a very confrontational person, but, like, when it comes to strangers that I don't know and who I know will probably react angrily and, like, I don't know, violent in the worst case scenario, yeah. I don't want to do it. Uh, 
But so like, I, it was really sweet that they, uh, like, I, I recognized that it was really sweet, but I also was like, I want to show them that I can do this, that I don't need their help in this. So they stood behind me and they were like, let me just act intimidated. And I was like, hopefully though, I won't need your intimidating. Exactly. Like, I'll be enough. And yeah. uh, that's like one of my favorite things um, about these, these, the people I work with um, is that they offer their help, but know that I can handle it. Right. And so, it's, which is sweet. I really love that. Um, the, f- that's why I kind of mentioned that. Cause I was like, just the physical presence of having someone who's in your corner. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so supportive and nice so and comforting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it I, I think that if I were by myself and nobody, like rarely do we have everybody working there at the same mm-hmm. time. So it was like, it was a late Monday night and I didn't like my bosses usually aren't there. So but I, I told them, and then, like, I told Eric and Cody, and I was just like, just a heads up in case he gets crazy. <laughs> and um, they were all really cool, and they were like, you handle it very well. And I'm, we're glad that you decided to handle it instead yes. of, like, passing it off to somebody. Because I've definitely also seen that, and that um, just kind of takes away a lot of the power that I feel like people have. Yes. And I've... Because communication is still something that I feel like I need to learn. Oh, yeah. Um then I will, if I don't feel comfortable handling something, I will be like, okay, this one time I want you to say it Mm -hmm. so I know how you do it. Um, How do you um, calm this angry person down? Yeah. Because I can mimic that, but I can't, like, make up in my head what the right thing is. Yeah. Because I haven't experienced these tense situations. And that's that's also difficult when you have to basically, like, write the handbook for... Yeah. yourself <laughs> yeah and so like the first time I think it's okay to like for that kind of confrontation mm-hmm. um this is just ad- advice in general like mm-hmm. the first time I feel like I would probably watch someone do it like yeah. and that's probably how you watch you've yeah, probably I've, seen I've other watched... people do 86 yeah and I yeah. the first time I ever 86 this 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 these two men um I was maybe a little bit too rambunctious, and I, I, I recognize that now, like, sometimes I've let my emotions take it too much of a control, and I have ruined people's experiences, <laughs> but I'll, I also, um... But it's to protect your experience. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, I shouldn't have to sell the way that I think people should treat me just for an extra tip or, like, whatever, um... Yeah. And uh, uh, sometimes people need to uh, have a, an experience where they're like, oh, I'm not great <laughs> when I go to bars and I talk to service industry people. Yeah, maybe um, like a little, little warning. Yeah, maybe, hey, but. <laughs> maybe hey, but. don't be, maybe don't tease the bartender. Oh, sorry, okay, I could go into a whole rant about that, but... We'll save it for another day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like I've that, already like got the, into a little bit of a rant, so... There should be a card that's just like, hey, bud. Maybe you should uh, self-reflect a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, But, yeah, so the first time, it's totally okay to, like, just watch. Yeah. And make sure you're watching and, like, Mm -hmm. listening and and seeing what's done, how they reacted, whether it was successful. Yeah. Um, And it's a diplomatic way to do it. Especially learning social interaction. Mm Mm-hmm. As I've become more of an adult. um, Yeah. That's become useful. Mm-hmm. Um but then the second one is uh probably the second time like try and drive. If you don't crash then you did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, uh, like the rambunctious time like eh, yeah, crash. So. I did I crashed and I learned from it more so than I would have ever have learned from anything. Um and uh that's like one of my favorite things is and especially in again comedy. Um people think that they can just be a comedian if they do like one mic a week or like one mic a month or something like that. Okay, how do you define 
I just go up there and crash and burn a bunch of times. And like, it's hard, especially like, I mean, I even struggle with it when I bomb. I'm like, cool. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to go up the next, right. the next time I go up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a really bad time. Ooh. It's going to be scarier. Um, but like the people who say that they do comedy and then they never actually do it. Mm. It's like, just do it. You're going to be awful. And that's a given. Just do it and until you get something better. It's the first step to being kind of okay at it. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't be scared to be awful at something. <laughs> yeah. All right, any final thoughts? Because um, that's kind of a, a little bit of a bummer to leave on. So. I know, it is. Wow. Uh, so friendship is cool, and friendship is great. Love and, is cool. Yeah. Um, the last thing I guess I'll say about Valentine's Day is I feel like, you know, you were talking about a little bit of the cynicism of it. Mm. Um, if you don't want, if you don't have, like, somebody to spend it with, then just, like, lean into a different aspect of it. Like, um, I don't know, just buy chocolates for yourself or like buy chocolates for a friend or yeah. buy chocolates for your parents or like I don't know people that you want to just say thank you and I love you too because that's like what Valentine's Day can always be about too buy treats for your dog yes <laughs> <laughs> buy treats for your dog always yeah you could have like okay if you do have an animal or something like that you could like plan something nice with that or yeah. just like plan something nice for yourself um yeah yeah Go to a hot spring in the yeah. morning by yourself. Or you know like, what? Do some good for yourself. Pay your taxes. Do you file those? File those babies. <laughs> Oh, I hate Texas. <laughs> I hate being an adult. I know, but I was just like, I, that, that actually, like, because there's this thing about wellness where it's like, go to a spa and, yeah. like, detox, and it's like, nah, do your taxes, babe. Yeah, that's get, a like, real, that's real hot right there, taking oh. care of yourself in a hardcore way. All those, like, you know how you, I, I have, like, a whole list of things that I have to do all the time where it's like, call and, like, schedule that doctor's appointment. Yeah. And it's, like, a lot of them are just phone calls that will take five minutes, and they pile up because I'm, like, ugh, later or something like that. Oh. But after finally doing them, it feels so good. So, I, yeah, do your taxes and call that doctor. Yeah. <laughs> call your parents back. Treat yourself real good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm trying to get your oil changed. There we go. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was a bad one. But after doing stuff like that, I'm just, like, it feels good to do that. It feels yeah. good to get it done yeah. finally. Um, I love that you're taking my jokes seriously. They, they're very, they ring very true. <laughs> Take that box that you have in your car to the donation center and just drop it in and finally get it out of your I car. Clean that. your car out. There you go. Yeah. Now I'm just talking directly to myself. <laughs> I love that you're, you have a box in your car because I have a box in my car. Oh, yeah. I have, I have multiple boxes in my car. I have one big box. That oh, really? I like, so I, I overfilled this giant tub and then just threw it in the trunk of my car. Yes. And then, like, over the months, I've picked things out of it. But it's still in my car. Like, it yeah. was too big to carry in. Mm -hmm. But now, I just don't. Like, what the stuff that's in there, I just don't really care about. Yeah. But I'm not going to Marie Kondo get rid of it because maybe I'll need it one day. I know, I'm so bad at that. <laughs> yeah. I, find, I get, like, like, I think probably like twice a year, I'll get crazy. And I will, and it, like, that's the best way I can explain it, where I'll get insane, and I will go through my entire closet, and mm -hmm. I will get rid of 80% of my clothes. Okay. Just, like, donate it or go to a, co like, co-sign place. And, Honey, um, that's called spring cleaning. Oh, yeah, but, like, I get, like, insane. Like, I'll just get so weird and be like, I have nothing to wear, and I hate everything. And then I'll go, oh. just, like, I won't think about anything, and I will get rid of a lot of clothes um, without thinking about it, and then I will need to restock on things. But and that, that happened in October, so I'm <laughs> still, so, like... Very low on clothes. Does that like emotionally feel like a, like some sort of I emotional purge? Oh yeah, it yeah. does. Um, 
there you go. Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. good. It just uh, is weird. <laughs> it sounds like a good thing to me, but mm-hmm. I'm more of, a, of have as few things as humanly possible. I like that too. Yeah, I like. I would get rid of my car because I take the bus, and mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, fine with paying for an Uber or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I kind of want to get rid of my car, but I know this. Like it's winter time. Like yeah. you can't make winter winter. Winter's time, hard. Yeah, you, you can't make winter time decisions. Uh, that will affect your summer. Yeah. <laughs> In a big way. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's a good way of thinking about it. I've never thought about it like that. Oh, thanks. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. Take care of yourself. Take care of your relationships. Yeah. And, uh, don't do Twitter. Don't do Twitter. Ever. <laughs> Unless it's WrestleMania. That's the only day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the end. <laughs>